1: Premier Structures is located in Athens, Alabama, and serves all of North Alabama, and is licensed in Alabama and Tennessee. To find your career with Premier Structures, go to premierstructures.com or give them a call at 256-232-2092. Bob Sykes Barbecue has a big announcement. They are now delivering to your home or office. Just order online and we'll take care of the rest. Check them out at bobsykes.com.
2: Sometimes life brings you a moment you always will remember
1: or visit one of their six convenient locations in Huntsville, Florence, Warrior, Albertville, and Ardmore in Nashville, Tennessee. That's Bankston Motor Homes. Fuquay's Southern Soul Food is available at two locations. One in Rogersville in the Foodland Shopping Center on Highway 72 and one in Hartsell at 711 Nanceford Road. Enjoy the salad bar and various delicious meats, vegetables, desserts on the all-you-can-eat buffet. Open Tuesday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Saturday, 7 a.m. to 8 p.m., and Sunday, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Go see my friends at Fuquay Southern Soul Food in Rogersville or Hartzell and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. Hey, folks, it's pumpkin season. At Jay Calvert Farms, they are a family farm trying to bring customers the best quality produce that they can buy. Located at 30 County Road 260, Coleman, Alabama, you can give them a call at 256-636-2752 or email jcalvertfarms at gmail.com or check out their website at jcalvertfarms.com. And did I mention it's pumpkin season? Get over to J. Calvert Farms and find out what we know about this very special farming family. That's J. Calvert Farms in Coleman, Alabama. J. Calvert Farms is a proud member of
0: Hello, I'm Gene Stallings, and this is the Mark White Show. Get off the sideline and get involved and make a difference in your community. You are listening to the Mark White Show. My daddy is your host, Mark White.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Mark White Show. I'm glad that you can be with us today as we recognize two special families. The first is Stephen McCrary and Sharon McCrary on their third adoption, Thanks to the support of Sacred Selections and a lot of other people, and I wanted to recommend this family to you for their third adoption. We're here at an event today as we support their third adoption. And another family is Grayson's family. You saw a post recently on the Mark White Show where the Hartzell Chorus Teacher was pictured with Grayson. Grayson lost his mom three years ago. He's six years old. He lost his dad last Thursday, two weeks ago Thursday, and he is now going to be raised by his grandparents. And so, as an audience, I wanted us to get involved with these two efforts. And I'd like to welcome Stephen McCrary to the show right now. Welcome, Stephen. Thank you, Mark. Glad to have you, buddy. What about today in this event in Hayden, Alabama, and the support that's been shown thus far for your family?
3: Well, you know, Sam and Gloria uh, helped us fundraise for our first and helped us fundraise for our second. And it's just been a wonderful relationship. Um, we worked in the same area from about 2013 to 2016, um, and just became the closest of friends with them. Uh, appreciate them so much, but it was really their idea to have this, and uh, we're just grateful for the help. And uh, I, I feel a lot of support and encouragement from this. It's so so useful and helpful um, to to encourage adoptive parents, um, and, and and that's that's a necessity you know, moving forward. Uh, even as you go through raising up these children, there are different challenges you come across and things that you come, come up against. We actually had a lot of, uh, we had about a year before we adopted Zechariah where we had five, uh, disruptions and that Zechariah was our second. Um, and, uh, not our second disruption, but our second child and a disruption for those who don't know is when you're matched and it doesn't work out. And, uh, What's amazing about that, when you think about it, every one of those children, they stay in your heart because there was a point in your life where that was a possibility and uh, you've made room in your heart for them. But that's almost, it's almost like, in some ways it's like a death. So we went through about a year of that. And then uh, when when we got this match and it was working out and we're there in the hospital and we're trying to figure out what are we gonna name the second child? I thought about, you know Zechariah in uh, in Luke chapter one, he's in the temple and he's offering incense, and the angel appears to him. And uh, God hadn't spoken to His people for 400 years, but the name Zechariah means God remembers, and that's why we put that on our fundraiser shirt for this time uh, because God has remembered us and uh, He remembers His faithful. Um, and and it's so encouraging to know that and it's encouraging to see the love among brothers and sisters in christ who come together uh, in in efforts such as this and just really appreciate those relationships and those friendships
1: many decades ago my grandparents traveled to kentucky and adopted three children they went there for two and came back with three here you are on your third adoption i know the reason my grandparents wanted to adopt. What was you and Sharon's reason? What was it initially that helped y'all take the step to say that we would like to take on a child that's not our blood kin?
3: Well, you know, early on in our marriage we kind of had the thought that I think a lot of people have is you need to get more financially stable, you need to get established, things like that before you do that. So we went through a few years where that just wasn't really in our game plan. By the time we got to where we felt like we could, it wasn't happening Uh, we actually ended up going through some uh, fertility uh, treatments and things like that but still nothing was happening there was a point where it was almost like it was the next step was where we go to the shot treatments where you're paying a thousand dollars a shot or whatever and it just we we got down to it's like why would we why should we spend this much and put this much into that when we could just get connected and we went to some sacred selections workshops and went to some fund some fundraisers that they had and some fundraising dinners and that that really changed everything and uh, what's amazing about that Mark too I'm not saying anything I I don't think there was anything miraculous here but I think I think there was a point where I I sometimes think that's what God wanted us to do because um, we made the decision to adopt in February of 2016 and by August of 2016, we had Jericho in our home, and that was that was our first one. It really felt like, you know, once we made that decision, God just pulled everything together for that, and we we just felt so blessed with that. Again, the second time was a little bit more difficult. This time, it's almost like there was an automatic yes. Uh, you know, with, with with Zechariah, it's actually Zechariah's birth mom that has decided to uh, that she wants us to adopt this other one that she's having. And uh, so we just feel so blessed by that. And you know, you, you think about that, and we didn't expect to have this uh, happen so quickly, but you know, it's a point where we knew we couldn't say no. And, and uh, we, want, we want these two children to grow up together. You
1: mentioned Sacred Selections and going to events that were Sacred Selection events. How did you find out about that organization initially? Was there another family that had adopted and then you heard about it? I I remember it was similar for me. I found out about a family that I knew, Mm -hmm. and then, oh, well, Sacred Selections exists to help these families through the process of adoption.
3: Yeah, it was actually a swirl of things. I mean, we were working with a church near Birmingham at the time, so it was a good area to know about what's going on it was an interesting time too because there were there was at least one other group that popped up uh leaving the pit behind around the same time that had the same kind of thought process we're gonna try to resolve or help in some issue without calling upon the church to do it we're going to do it just as individual christians we're going to raise money we're going to raise awareness and and that was uh that's been a very very good thing you know the other part of that is uh, the church we were working with at the time uh, one, one of the people there had adopted and was in the process of adopting my mother uh, was adopted and so that already was something that was present in my life and i knew i would have that support and encouragement from from them and from my grandparents uh, on my mom's side and uh, so yeah really what uh, our, our knowledge of that. And this is what I would say to anybody who doesn't know anything about sacred selections. There's a lot of, uh, there, there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of Christians that just don't really know much about it and maybe don't really understand about it. My two cents would be, uh, the next sacred selections fundraiser that you can go to, go to it because Miss Dana, uh, Carrozza, who's one of the uh, people over at her and her husband, um, she will get up there and she will make a presentation, and she'll explain everything about what the whole thing is. It's not an adoption agency. Uh, literally, it is just simply there helping to raise funds uh, for Christian parents to be able to adopt. And I'm just gonna say this flat out like without their help, we would not have been able to do what we have been able to do. Um, we would not be able to 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 adopt uh, this baby that's coming in in January. So just to lay it out there, what
1: is? the total expense as you think about okay we're going to adopt and it's going to take this much money to get this child into our home
3: it really depends on if you're going with an adoption agency or if it's a private adoption uh, agencies you may run anywhere from uh, 10 to 15 to 25,000 or more uh, in terms of expenses toward it private adoptions I mean what the figure I've heard before is about eight thousand dollars now most of that is just legal fees. Most of that is just taking care of the ins and outs of it, but uh, so so th- there certainly there are people out there that could probably afford to do that. but by and large, especially uh, when you have uh, christian Christians who want to be parents, uh, and I would say even you know especially in my case, being a preacher, you don't really have that money kicking around somewhere. Uh, and so it, it, it's been a huge help with that. And I should say this too: not one cent of those donations uh, goes into my wallet or even passes by me. Uh, it's all handled through that organization. And people need to know that when you, when you, for example, when you do, uh, donate to Sacred Selections in the McCrary family name, uh, I don't see a cent of that. They, they handle all that. They take care of that. Um, you know as far as uh, being helped or receiving this grant, there's a number of things that go into that uh, to, to like you do with most grants out there. But yeah, I, I think in general, you're looking at, and another thing I would say quickly too, is that I, I'm, I'm kind of, part of me is glad that there's kind of a higher wall to get through financially. Cause you don't want people just adopting kids just willy nilly on a, on a whim. Um, but at the same time, sometimes I do feel like I wish it was a little easier for people to do it. At the same time, but this, you know, what what Sacred Selections does uh, has made it possible for us.
1: How so, close are we to the third adoption and having that third child in your home?
3: Uh, January, January thirteenth is the due date, so we're really looking forward to that. You know, we're going to be uh, we're going to be heading out to to his home state again, and uh, we're looking forward to that and. Uh, going through that process. One thing I'll say too, when we adopted Zechariah, there were a lot of Christians uh, in that town that were just very, very helpful and very encouraging to us in the process. So we're very thankful for them too. E- everybody has a role in this, right? Like um, from, from, from the bottom to the top, and a lot of it has to do with grace because some people don't understand everything about adoption, And they may say things that sound ignorant or maybe even come across as hurtful but you've got to have grace in your heart to say you know what it is what it is and we're we're, we know we're doing the right thing and we're thankful for the opportunity there are two places that i would like to send
1: people and the first is sacredselections.org and then also the sacred selections birmingham chapter Mm which are helping you all through this adoption process, that particular chapter. So people can go to Sacred Selections Birmingham, follow that page. If more efforts come up, whether it's the t-shirts or someone has organized effort to help you all through this third adoption, they can go there and, and make that possible. But Stephen, I appreciate you joining me today. The key is, is someone stepping up and whether that's stepping up to take on the responsibility of a child or someone stepping up to help you yeah. take on the responsibility of that child. In the coming segment, I've got Daniel Miller Tish, coming on the show to talk about a young man, he's six years old from Hartsville, Alabama, who lost his mom three years ago, lost his dad recently, and now he's going to be raised by his grandparents. So his grandparents are stepping up for him, like my grandparents stepped up for me, like your par- your grandparents stepped up for your mom, and yeah. my grandparents stepped up of my mom so it's a big circle of helping each other that makes the big difference is somebody just has to decide that they want to step up for someone
3: absolutely absolutely
1: thank you for joining me buddy
3: i appreciate it mark thank you so much for all your support
1: absolutely folks when we come back we'll have daniel tischmiller to join us and i hope you'll stick with us you are listening to the mark white show and i'm your host mark white
2: a difference all we have to do
0: is try yeah every day's a chance to change somebody
2: else's life let's all do something good today
0: This is Cora White inviting you to tune in every Saturday to Cora's Corner on the Mark White Show.
1: Chick-fil-A Decatur, Alabama is a supporter of the Mark White Show and we appreciate their support. You can visit one of the two locations at Chick-fil-A on Beltline Road and Chick-fil-A Highway 31 South in Decatur. Marmack Real Estate has eight offices throughout the state of Alabama. That includes Decatur, Hartzell, Coleman, Florence, Killen, Muscle Shoals, Orange Beach, and Dauphin Island. There are more than 140 agents throughout Alabama. You can easily reach one of those agents by going to marmac.us and tell them the Mark White Show sent you. For all of your concrete needs in North Alabama, contact Esteban Tovar with Tovar Construction Company. With free estimates and quality work, no job is too big or too small. Give Tovar Construction a call at 256-216-7555 or 256-321-5989. You can also see some of their great work at Tovar Construction Co. LLC on Facebook. Another edition of the Mary Fay Hedrick Good Deed segment as we talk to Daniel Teichmiller. And thanks to Kate Dupree sharing about a young man named Grayson in the Hartzell area, we're here to support this young man and his grandparents who are now responsible for raising him. Personally, I was raised by my grandparents, so this hits close to home. But this young man lost his mother three years ago and lost his father recently, and it's a very difficult situation that I hope you as a listener will want to support this effort. Welcome to the Mark White Show, Daniel. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Let's talk a little bit about what's happened for this young man with losing his parents. I believe you were friends with the father.
2: Uh, yes, sir. I um, So what I did was uh, me and him worked, we are government IT on the Arsenal together. Uh, we became very close friends after meeting there. What kind of guy was Grayson's dad oh uh, so he was he was very outgoing, always wanted to make people smile and laugh and tell everybody how awesome his son was and how proud of him he was.
1: That's a great thing, and it's sad the situation that Grayson finds himself in, but it is great that he has grandparents who are willing to step into that role, as I mentioned. My mm-hmm. own grandparents had to do that when I was nine years old to raise me, and it was a blessing for my grandparents to take care of me and and to take that responsibility, but it also has financial obligations that come with it. And so you saw a need for financial help for the grandparents.
2: Yes. So I had um, a very rough childhood myself um, with my dad giving me up when I was little and my mother was murdered a couple of years back. So I completely understand. um, And I just, My goal for it is to, I don't want him to ever have to feel alone or to feel like he can't achieve the things like a normal child can, or a normal person can achieve, um, because of the circumstances that life gave him.
1: Absolutely. And you obviously have a clear understanding and there are a lot of people who have been raised by grandparents, been raised by aunts, uncles, cousins, you name it. Family members Mm -hmm. have stepped up to that role, but then there's also those who have had to go into foster care. I've had a sibling who went into foster care himself when we were all split up. Sometimes it doesn't work out where a family member can take a child, but in this particular situation, the grandparents can.
2: Yes, and I'm very glad for that um, as he won't have to go into the system and have to stress out about where he's going to end up, um, who he's going to be with, or, you know, what's going to happen. One young
1: lady that reached out to me, Kaylee Tidwell, Grayson had been at a Trash Pandas baseball game, and she got to know the young man, and she was very concerned when she found out what had happened, and she reached out to me, and she was asking what she could do to help. I had shared the fundraiser, as you know, and shared the picture of the chorus teacher from Hartzell and Grayson, and tried to help the family how I can through the Mark White Show. I have a Facebook performance bonus program that allows me to get paid for posts, and so the post that I shared actually generates money for the family, so people who can't afford to donate themselves financially, they can at least like, comment, share, interact with the post, and that will generate money, and they can feel like they're a part of that, but you set up a GoFundMe where people can actually donate financially. Let's talk about the GoFundMe and any other effort that may be going on to try to help Grayson and his family
2: yeah so the GoFundMe was uh, I wanted to set in place I spoke with his dad's mom and I told her you know kind of my outlook on everything and what I mentioned that I didn't want him to ever feel alone I wanted him to have a support system and the easiest way for me to feel like I can do that is to you know to kind of have that set in stone to where you know anybody that cares for him or anybody that knew his father or anything like that that just wanted to help out but didn't know a proper way to do so can do that to where it's not necessarily going to help him is it going to help him right this moment maybe not but in the long term it's going to be priceless because he's going to be able to grow up and do the things that he wants to do go to college uh you know go take whatever extracurricular activities he wants to do Um, And not kind of have to feel barred from doing certain things because of
1: that. I thought it was amazing this teacher from Hartzell stepping up and sharing. And that obviously has, I believe, made an impact on your GoFundMe to bring awareness. And how is the GoFundMe doing right now as far as financial support?
2: Uh, So far, it's doing really well. Um so the last that I had checked within the first 2 day, 2 3 days we raised almost $3,000, um and it's still going up from there. So I'm I'm very happy um to see all the support um and it it definitely warms my heart knowing that you know he, he's he's going to have anything that he needs.
1: A couple of organizations that I reached out to early on when I found out what the situation was was Grandparents Raising Grandchildren with Keith Lohorn, and then also the Alabama Foster and Adoptive Parent Association, which help grandparents who are raising grandkids and help them with resources so that they know what's available to them as they take care of Grayson. So hopefully that information has gotten back to the grandparents and they can be able to reach out and make contact to get the resources that they need to help raise Grayson
2: absolutely that sounds amazing and i definitely think that any resource any extra resource that they can utilize to help them give him the life that he deserves and to also help them you know i mean it you know it's it's not easy becoming a parent again at you know um especially you know with both of them being in the later some of the later years and you know it's it's not to anyone's fault that, you know, it's life, you know, everybody's going to get tired or everything like that. And whatever extra resource they can kind of hold on to, to give any kind of help is definitely going to make things easier.
1: Well, Daniel, I appreciate you stepping in for your friend, Grayson's dad to make a difference in this young man's life, just six years old and his grandparents taking responsibility to raise him. We're, of course, sorry for the loss, and our condolences go to the entire family in the loss of these loved ones over the three years ago that the mother passed away and then recently Grayson's father. And I want people to go to GoFundMe.com, and they can search Help Grayson Have the Life He Deserves. Grayson is spelled G-R-A-Y-S-O-N. And again, Daniel, thank you for doing what you're doing. And anything that I can do through the Mark White Show, please let me know. Send me a message, and we can stay in contact to try to help this young man because it's not just a week-long effort. It's not a month-long effort, but we're talking about years to get this young man to hit those milestones, to be able to accomplish whatever he wants to accomplish when he finishes high school. Yesterday I was talking to seniors at Clements High School, and we were talking about opportunities, and we were talking about – you know, how some things don't work out the way that we plan and we have to be able to navigate that in spite of maybe some of the great challenges that we have to face and overcome those, adapt and overcome. And at six years old, this young man is having to adapt and overcome very early, but it's great to have a huge support system for him. And thank you for pulling that together, Daniel.
2: Absolutely. I'm very honored to, to help out and I would do anything to help out uh, even further if I can. Daniel Teichmiller, thank you for
1: joining me here on the Mark White Show today.
2: Awesome. Thank you, sir.
1: All right. Have a great day, buddy. You too. Bye-bye. Here on the Mark White Show, we're recognizing difference makers and sharing their stories to encourage and inspire. And I hope that you will share this segment with your family, your friends, and your neighbors. Let them know about the Mark White Show and what we're doing to make a difference in our communities around the country and the world. I want you to follow The Mark White Show on Facebook and Instagram. That's where you can see a lot of the posts that I share to try to help individuals, families, groups, organizations that need our help. I want you to subscribe to The Mark White Show podcast wherever you get your podcast. You have been listening to another edition of The Mark White Show, and this is Mark White encouraging you to find your purpose by making a difference in someone's life today.
0: With the Bible at the foundation, with all of our curriculum from pre-K to 12, ABS has something unique to offer. Find out more information at AthensBible.com.
1: Chick-fil-A Decatur, Alabama is a supporter of the Mark White Show, and we appreciate their support. You can visit one of the two locations at Chick-fil-A on Beltline Road and Chick-fil-A Highway 31 South in Decatur.
2: These are my kind of people.